listening to Beyond the Jargon, a jargon-free look at graduate students and their research journeys here at the University of Victoria. Welcome to Beyond the Jargon. I'm your host, Liz MacArthur, today. And joining me in the studio is Bernadette Perry, who is doing her master's in French. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Unfortunately, we can't do the interview in French. I'm not fluent. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You're doing something particularly interesting, though, while this a master's in French. You are gamifying. Gamifying. What are you gamifying? Fr- I'm gamifying French language learning. Right. Okay. So I, I've created an app that uh, students here at the university can use to... Uh, augment their French language skills, as well as uh, discover their campus. I used a platform called Eris, which is augmented reality and interactive storytelling that's free and it's an open source platform uh, that allows you to create this type type of game, a place-based game. Hmm. Place-based game. Okay, so that I guess the place is the University of Victoria, or is it just the university setting as sort of a, co- a concept? It's actually specific locations here on the campus. Okay. Uh, students start off by using a, a system called Voki, and they get to create their own avatar and uh, then decide who their celebrity will be. Uh, Explore is a virtual narrative treasure hunt. Um, in which the player is hired as a personal assistant to a Francophone celebrity. And then they go to different locations on campus, interact with virtual characters that give them quests with clues or options to further the Mm -hmm. storyline. And these interactions take place in the form of written text or audio, um, allowing students to work on communication skills in both those areas. And yes, get out, get out on their campus and learn some new locations as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, there's a lot there. I mean, uh, you don't just develop an app overnight with interactive, you know, speech and developing storylines and stuff like that. Is this all you? Or are you partnering with people to make this? I had some great help from from a colleague in the beginning when I, who I was bouncing ideas off. But yes, this is my master's project. Wow. So it's turned out to be a lot bigger of a project than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely struggled with development uh, of the game. I also had an ex- excruciating learning curve. Mm-hmm. I'm not tech savvy, hence why that's a great reason for Eris. You don't have to know how to code or anything, but mm. you're right. There's still a tremendous amount of detail and work that's gone into this. And actually what is interesting is that my research has taken a complete 180 from when I began my <laughs> master's program. I was actually researching medieval French, uh, French literature and the topos of the werewolf. And then uh, last year I took a computer-assisted language learning course mm-hmm. in applied linguistics in our French department with uh, Dr. Catherine Cause. And um, thanks to this course, we of course discovered some innovative ways and the different ways that uh, technologies are being used for language learning. And in that course, I was really intrigued to learn how many educators are using video games, you know, as an instructional tool. Yeah. And in fact, ones that my own teenage sons play, such as World of Warcraft or Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was intrigued and I wanted to learn more. Um, I also hadn't before considered um, the benefits of video games yeah. as far as, as learning tools. Um, they induce decision making and require collaboration. Mm-hmm. They so they can create team players, enhance creativity, problem solving skills, that type of stuff. Yeah. I was really intrigued. So then last year I took a MOOC, which is a multi open online course mm, yeah. via 
uh, the University of Pennsylvania. So then I got to learn about gamification. And although this was oriented towards business applications, of course the sources are also relevant uh, to the gamification of education. And after that MOOC, I was really excited about the potential for learning, for using it for French as a second language learning. Mm-hmm. And that's, <laughs> you know, discovered Eris and my research just took off in a completely different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different. That's really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a bit about how you got uh, to your master's project. So you, um, were you always in French? Did you do an undergrad degree in French? Um, are you Francophone? I'm not. Mm. No. Um I was in French immersion right. when, I, when I was young. I've always had a love for the French language. My mother was raised by her grandmother, who was Francophone. Right. Um, and my hiatus or my, uh, my gap was actually, I intended on going, to, you know, pursuing an undergrad after high school, but I actually, well, life changes as happens, and I actually had a family very young. Right. Um, so um, uh, 10 years ago, I found myself, unfortunately, then divorced and raising three kids and being a single mom. Yep. And once the youngest was back in school, I was ready to, to pursue my higher ed- education. So when I began, no, <laughs> I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so checking out courses and that type of thing. And thanks to Brigitte over at Camosun. Uh, she's a prof over there. And I just found my love of the French language again. And then I came over here to UVic and the great profs. So that kind of geared me back towards, you know, French as my major for my undergrad. Yeah. And then thanks to being a mature student, <laughs> you know, you do, well, working extra hard and all that kind of thing, I had the great opportunity as far as scholarships and that type of thing. So that when I began, no, I hadn't intended on doing grad studies, right. but that's how the path has taken me. <laughs> yeah. And so after you finished your undergrad, did you go straight into your master's then or did you take a breather again? No, I actually, uh, because of the, the opportunity of scholarships, mm-hmm. I actually went straight on to my master's. Mm-hmm. I had thought I would be going over to the education program as far as becoming a teacher and, and then headed off in that direction. Right. But uh, yes, I <laughs> am pursuing a master's at this moment instead. You're one of the recipients of the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council grant for storytelling particularly. Is that a theme for this year's storytelling, do you know? I believe their first uh, competition of this nature was actually last year. Oh, right, okay. So, so yes, the idea is to condense your research that you've, of course, <laughs> spent hundreds of hours on. Right. And you have three minutes to present uh-huh. um, what you're doing, why it matters, how it contributes to Canadians, mm-hmm. and in a storyteller form so that you can share it with the general public or and with other people, well, with anyone, not just simply someone in your department that right. kind of idea mm-hmm. so um and they just asked that it be creative and you had three minutes to to present it right. so i created a video excellent and that uh, about your app right correct yes right. yes okay so you okay you did your uh, your undergrad then you got scholarships you're going on to your master's when did you begin your master's i began my master's um last September, so 2012. 12? 12. Yes. This is my second year. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Brain block there for a moment. So where are you with your app development right now um, as far as people being able to use it, it being available? Is it complete and you're doing a writing portion of your degree now or how does this all work? It is up and running. So anyone who actually wanted to play around with it is is able to. You simply download onto an iPhone or iPad the, the, Aris, the Aris app and then that allows you access to my 
my my game, Explore via mm-hmm. via Eris. Um, however, I wouldn't define it as complete at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just finished uh, the play testing portion with the students, which um, went really well, and I'm excited to to. Uh, continue with the post questionnaire and the focus group with them to get their feedback. Mm. How many students did you um, did you play test with? I play tested with eleven students. I went into first year uh, classes uh, from our department and asked for volunteers. So students were able to uh, play the game mm-hmm. um, instead of go to their uh, mandatory language labs if they chose to. Wanted it to be voluntary. Oh, right, okay. An element of a game is that you're not forced to do it. Yeah. So we wanted the, the students to have the chance to, to do this if they wanted to. What was interesting though, I had 11 students in total from uh, Fran 120 and 160 classes and Five of them, no, perhaps six, sorry, six of them actually cho- chose to do it as well as their la- language labs. Oh. So it was interesting to see their motivation um, yeah. for learning. Mm-hmm. It must also be uh, on their side of things. I mean, if I was in their shoes, it would be kind of fun to be participating in this interactive research that somebody is doing on campus, you know. Um, I think that's a neat opportunity. I sure hope so. They, I got, I've, I've gotten positive feedback mm-hmm. from them. I mean, some said they found it useful and they really appreciated the opportunity to learn the language outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some, this is fun, you know, some comments like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now you said there's a focus group with them, then they're going to talk to you about improvements. Is that right? Or what they liked about it and the, how, how well it worked? Is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm adding to a, an emerging body of research uh, regarding mobile technology for learning that's socially constructed and personally customized. And then that extends beyond the classroom is kind of the big picture of it. So yeah, their feedback and data um, is for improvements and then also as a means to study their engagement, uh, their participation with each other and the system. Mm-hmm. ARIS allows us to document, it records voice recordings, it takes pictures. Um, so I'll have all that data to analyze. And yeah, just to, to try to analyze the potential of this type of, of learning tool. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the app and you have your little avatar going around campus, does it interact with other people's avatars? Or are you having your own experience just with the characters within the, the game? You are only having your... Yes, at this point, mm-hmm. I've actually combined learning tools. So I would love for future iterations for you to actually have your own avatar in the system. Right. But right now, they create their avatar with Foki and they practice their language skills. It records their voice and they introduce the character to to the other players and that right. type of thing. But then Eris at this point, um, the Explore portion, it's the students physically walking around with the iPhone or iPad. Oh. And because it's GPS located, the system can tell where you are. So, you know, you uh, <laughs> you get to a certain location and a character pops up and, and asks you questions or, you know, mm-hmm. tells you which thing to, you know, where you should go next, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a virtual reality on campus, kind yes, of. Yes, yes, yeah. Huh. It's actually yeah, it's adding some virtual reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. they call it, you know, an augmented reality, adding these elements. Mm-hmm. These little characters. Funny. That would be funny to look back on your university degree and have have like these sort of uh, almost artificial memories, real memories, but not physical memories, I guess, of characters that you spoke to within the game on campus, like a funny layer of reality. Oh, oh man. Your, your degree, though, I mean, 
it is in French, but I mean, yes. when you add all this stuff, it becomes something totally different. I mean, you're looking at like programming and and developing apps. How is that? What it obviously wasn't what you expected when you started. How how do you feel about it now? <laughs> it must be nice though to have this skill set that's completely you know incredibly so. Yes, yeah. actually, um, when I was with my daughter last week, she mentioned to me. She said, you know. Mom, I can't believe you're working with computers because, of course, you know, five years ago, I was still the one asking my kids going, how does this work? Like, can you help me here, please? Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, like I said, it's been a it's been quite the learning curve. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I've had put in a lot of time, but I'm thrilled to be able to to have this skill set yeah. and, and to have created something. Did it really spark your interest in this field? Do you think could you see yourself going further down this road that rather than necessarily like studying purely studying French or researching or working in that field that's a great question because yes this has completely changed my my outlook on the on the future mm-hmm. um, I was also in the three-minute thesis competition here at UVic as a finalist mm-hmm. and then now thanks to the shirk um, the shirk opportunity as well which we actually get to share our research at the national level Wow um, so I'll be headed to Congress at the end of May mm-hmm. um, where's Congress this year at Brock University oh right okay mm-hmm. Um, and then in uh, June, I'm actually going to a conference for the AIRS platform mm-hmm. um, in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so it's a lot of opportunities have opened up here, and I'm considering possibly pursuing a PhD. Well, we'll see what the future holds. Mm-hmm. I've also had the wonderful opportunity this term of working with uh, Professor David Leach here on campus, mm-hmm. um, being a consultant for his students who are actually using the AIRS platform to create final projects of their vision of the university campus of the future. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting um, field to be working in. It seems like the whole idea of gamification, you hear it more and more in the last few years. Working in the media, I hear a lot about gamification of journalism and how to um, make meaningful, how to bring important information to people in a meaningful way that they actually can interact with and care about. Um, Seeing all sorts of sometimes weird, sometimes really unique innovation um, in that field. But for, sometimes I think it's a hard sell in that way because you're dealing with hard facts, sometimes very depressing information that you're trying okay. to deliver yes. to people. It doesn't yeah. always translate as a game. But um, but I think for learning, it's sort of a natural fit if you can sort of be playful in understanding things. And oh, definitely. And of course, using games in education, that in itself is definitely not <laughs> a new idea by any means. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, teachers have been doing that for, for eons. But, but yes, the actual gamification, adding the the game based, you know, the elements, points, levels, badges, and this interactive nature, and uh, the idea of allowing students to, to choose their own learning path um, mm-hmm. and concentrate where they would like to pursue more more knowledge and that type of thing as well. I think you're right, it, it fits so well with with learning. And there's definitely some things out there already for French as, uh, for French language learning as well. Mm-hmm. But I am excited with mine because it's it's the first of this specific type. Uh, with the place-based, with the air system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Do you think that having teenage kids has sort of made you more open to that kind of, to incorporating that into your degree? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, just having taken that class and then seeing these games that I knew my, my teenagers played mm-hmm. and then just to see them in a whole new light. And then what's so great on top of that is that now, you know, it's more often now I actually sit with them and I'll try to play some of these video games with them, or at least I'm checking out to see what they're doing. And 
um, it, it really has definitely impacted it for sure. Right. I was listening to a podcast, I think from NPR about a mom who had a very stressful job and she was always telling her kid to get off World of Warcraft, like stop playing it. You've spent too much time. What are you doing? <laughs> and then I guess the kid, I guess the rest of the family left for a while and she finally sat down and checked it out. And then it became this little secret that she had whenever her family would leave for some respite in her life. She had found a little elf house or something within World of Warcraft. She would go okay. and and sit down and just, you know, have some peace and quiet. And that's all she did in the game was sit in the little okay. elf house. So have you ever been tempted? Do you ever go into the, those worlds and check them out? I guess maybe with more of a what do these interactive landscapes look like? Maybe more so than I need some respite from my life. <laughs> no, but it has been an interesting uh, past. Well, I guess now it's almost a year because you're right. I mean, I, I sit more often with my kids. Now, no, the World of Warcraft and those I haven't myself played yet. Right. I so would like to. It's just life seems to be too hectic at the moment. Mm-hmm. But but I've definitely asked my kids a lot more questions and, mm-hmm. you know, well, just watch them play a lot more. And then I kind of chuckle to myself. It's like, hey, I'm doing research. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have I'm spending time with my kids and I'm doing research and I'm learning about games and this is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. You have your own little focus group. Built there we right go. In. That's right. Yes. Um, does your, has your research changed the way that you might interact with your children, do you think? You know, do you feel like you're a little more plugged in maybe with... Um I don't know. Yeah, no, actually, now that you say that, that that, that is an, an added benefit as well. Because, hmm. no, you're right. It, I'm, I'm paying more attention to what it is that they're doing with these types of games. Hmm. So it, and then, of course, with my research, doing a whole bunch of reading on the, you know, that element as well. I'm, I am becoming more knowledgeable in this area. So, yeah, it makes it easier to connect with the kids. And then same thing. I mean, at our house, I definitely try to limit the amount of time that, you know, they're on the computer or playing the games or this or that. But... But at least uh, when they're more geared towards these games that also have added benefits of, you know, learning and interacting, then I'm not quite so hard on them as far as the, you know, their play play time with them. Right. Uh, Now, in addition to creating this app and... um well, in addition to creating this app, will you also be writing uh, a thesis or how much writing do you yes. have to do? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of writing to do. Right. Yeah. No, this is a completely uh, different. I've, I've veered off in something completely different, at least here for us, for our French department here at UVic. Mm-hmm. And my supervisor, and she's been wonderful and very supportive. Um, but, but yes, I, I, I think if I were in a different department, that the creation would also count as a chunk of my, of my masters of my thesis, that right. type of thing. But unfortunately, for the French department, you know, it's it's your it's your writing. So yes, mm-hmm. I still have my my full thesis to well, I have begun writing, but I still mm-hmm. have a large portion of it yet to go. Do you write it in French or do you write it in English? I write it in French. <laughs> so I have quite the job ahead of me. <laughs> right. You mentioned that this is unique to our French department here, which I can kind of understand. I see people who are studying French at university, more, you know, the language, the literature, that kind of thing. Um, but are there other universities, other French departments in Canada that um, that are doing any of this kind of stuff? Not that I know of, but I'm certain. Um, I was at a gamification conference uh, in la- last October. No one there was specifically using it for, for French. I did meet a lovely woman from, from Europe who was also creating um, a gamified application for French. So mm-hmm. that was a great contact to make. So specifically to Canada, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I sure hope to, to get in contact with others that are doing similar, you know, similar research. 
Um, now, as far as for Spanish language learning, um, mm. my project is actually inspired by Holden and Sykes project down um, in New Mexico. They okay. created with Ares, they created a augmented reality play-space game for the acquisition of, of Spanish. Mm -hmm. So that's actually where I originally got my inspiration because then I tried to find something up here that I could test with the students and there wasn't, I, there actually wasn't anything to use, you know, that specifically, right. which then inspired me to <laughs> dive right in and, and create one. Your, your research is really focused on a learning experience for students. Did that come out of maybe your own, ex your own learning experience and maybe not being totally satisfied with the way that you learned things and wanting to improve upon that? I think it's more so uh, seeing my, my youngest struggle with French that was mm -hmm. more of an inspiration. The fact that, that, yes, that we all learn in different ways. And I know educators do their best to to have you know lots of different ways for for students to learn, mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, the my youngest struggling with the language learning definitely inspired me. Yeah, to, to try to well just add this element of fun and as as a learning t tool. Yeah, make it easier. Make it easier. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. It seems valuable because language is not that easy for everybody. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, yes. <laughs> Were you natural at French? <laughs> no, mm. I speak franglais really well. Right. But no, I, I no, I definitely have to work very hard with my French mm -hmm. as well. So no, I don't find it easy either. <laughs> In addition to uh, to your master's project, are you taking Fr other French courses along with it? Yes. No, we required. I, I took uh, six French uh, French courses at mm -hmm. the master's level mm -hmm. as part of my degree. So that keeps you sharp, I guess. With your there French. we go. That's right. <laughs> yes. No, and it's so helpful. I mean, in the French department as well, we are quite a small department, but the nice thing is, is then you know everyone, and I've made some wonderful, not only colleagues, but friends over there as well. So luckily, quite a few of those are francophone, and so they, they yeah. keep you on your toes and keep you practicing French, so <laughs> it's all good. You talked about the, the steep learning curve for uh, learning computer, well, some degree of computer programming and app development. Were there any other unexpected challenges that came up while you were working on your, on your project? Yes, the element of the of the of the narrative, and then mm. um, I the developing of the actual how to combine everything and then make it meaningful and relevant for the students. You know, mm. why am I sending them to these different locations? Um, it was it turned out to be a lot more complex than I anticipated. Mm. You know, part of part of the game is the fact of yes that I do want to make the learning meaningful and relevant for them. So when um, one quest, they, you know, they go to a coffee shop and they order coffee in French. Uh, another, another quest, they learn the French resources that are available here to them at UVic. So they vi visit the department and the French library, that type of thing. The French mm. help center at the main library. Um, but then to combine all these elements with a narrative was more difficult than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're connected. They're working for a francophone celebrity. Is that what you said in the game? And that's why they're going around? Yes. Okay, so yes, they're completing tasks? Yes, yeah, they're completing tasks. They meet mm -hmm. non-player characters that that say, you know, yes, the celebrity would like a coffee, but, you know, they want a specific coffee. So you need to go find which coffee it is they want. And there's actually three different locations. And then, the, the you know, the celebrity it requests a book, so they need to go, you know, go find this book for the celebrity and certain tasks like that. You're going to, I guess, finish making a, making your app, and then is the plan to make it readily available for all UVic students? Yes. No, it will be. It will be available. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, I'm at the point right now to uh, finish up with the post-questionnaire, do the focus group with the students. 
Um, and then, yes, there's definitely still a few more bugs that need to be worked out. They're just, <laughs> it's a very iterative process. It seems each time I fix something that there's, you know, there's definitely always always room for improvement, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yes, then I need to buckle down and I've got my thesis to write. Right. But once that's all once that's all done, I really hope for this to be a, a long-term available uh tool for for French students here at UVic it'll be it'll be available yes yeah are you gonna make more apps has this made you really into that kind of technology you know what it really has yes and then uh, again to have positive feedback from from the community and the university and all that and um and of course because of this being my project and working with university students that's what this app was geared towards but I would love to you know create something for younger students Yes, I, I'm really, I'm really passionate about all this now. So yeah, I would love to make to make other mm. other apps. That's for sure. I think you're in a good town for it. We're pretty techy here in Victoria, so there's probably lots of opportunity for that. I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Jargon. If you want to listen again, visit our website cfuv.uvic.ca. The music you heard today is from Solar Mass Collective Volume 2, the song BOC by Kimchi Kitty. Kitty.